Welcome to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. It is an absolutely gorgeous Tuesday morning. Uh, everything that the Lord has made is good, and we are blessed and honored to have you with us on this journey that we call Real Presence Live. My name is Nathan Sather. I'm your host, and we are here in the Fargo studio where it's a little chilly, but it's clear. And as I kind of mentioned, as everything is when the Lord does it, it is very good. And today is a very good day. The Lord has blessed us tremendously. So let's begin our time here this morning with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, you have made this world and the life that we have, and we thank you for all of the gifts that you've given us. We especially thank you for the gift of love and the gift of life. We are very mindful of events that take place uh, throughout our world, and we especially send our hearts out uh, to those in Ukraine, Lord. Uh, These are your people and your children. And we ask that you'd continue to bring uh, bad weather. Uh, You have um, made the weather circumstances so far such that they favor the Ukrainians in their uh, fight against the Russian army. And we thank you for the continued forecast that's coming up there. We ask you to do everything that you can to protect them, keep them safe and holy. And we ask you to ask your mother to pray on behalf of the Ukrainian people. Mother Mary, wrap your mantle of protection around them. Uh, We ask this of you because we know that your heart, your immaculate heart, is always so close to the sacred heart of your son. And we know that with your prayerful intercession, he will not refuse this of you uh, because it is so good and so holy for them to remain safe and protected. We pray for all the soldiers on both sides, um, especially for the uh, Russian army soldiers who are not always told exactly what is taking place, as Father Pacwa described to us on this radio program earlier this morning, that you'd protect them as well, uh, keep them safe, and bring peace throughout the entire region and change hearts and minds. And we ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we ask them through the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. George, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, I usually pray more for about the show and our listeners or whatnot, but um, as a former military person, I, I, my heart is just constantly thinking about what's happening over there uh, in the Ukraine, so I appreciate our listening audience uh, allowing me to divert my, my normal prayer time for a different direction and a different purpose. But in this first segment, I'm going to be joined by Glenn Gower. Glenn uh, works in a ministry called Mission Blueprint that does great work in the Sioux Falls Diocese, if I have that right. I believe you're from, and your mission work is in the Brookings area. So, Glenn, welcome to Real Presence Live. Hey, thanks for having me. And did I get that last name? Gower, is that right? You got it. Outstanding. Don't tell anybody. If, I, if people find out I can start pronouncing names, expectations will go up. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Be careful there. (laughs) Now, Glenn, you work with something called Mission Blueprint, and I'd really like to hear a little bit more about what that is. 
That's right. Mission Blueprint has been around. We're going on year five now. Um, and really, we started, um, Mission Blueprint started years and years ago when uh, I had a, an awakening like so many Catholics and Christians. Um, in 1990, I, it was an all-out search for the truth. No matter where I was going to find it, I grew up Catholic. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciated the Catholic Church, but it wasn't enough for me. At least going to Mass wasn't enough. And I, I realized that um, I was a bit agnostic as a Catholic. Um, granted, I didn't put all that together in my intellect, but something felt in a discernment way wrong. So in 1990, in search for the truth, I decided to throw it all in, gave myself uh, to the service of our Lord and His Church, and had an experience with God, uh, which was a life-changing moment. So Mission Blueprint, in some ways, started in, on, I'm sorry, on March 25th, 1990, which that date's coming up here pretty soon, which is the Feast of the Annunciation. So what do I do in Mission Blueprint? We are uh, an outreach ministry that puts on conferences. We want to put men and women primarily, this is not a youth ministry, but it's an outreach to adults. Why adults? Because adults not only have not been catechized, they have not really tapped into their confirmation. So we see that adults, particularly men, um, really need to be ministered to. We have to preach the gospel to them. So we do conferences. We've done five men's conferences so far. I do parish conferences, which I really love to do as well. And what's coming up soon is called Revival, a conference where it's an intro to the Holy Spirit. Now, have you ever heard the Zach Williams band song, Revival? Oh, you know, I like that band. Um, There's Revival. And it's spread in. Oh my gosh, 13 people just turned off the radio. I probably shouldn't start singing, but are you familiar with the song? <laughs> you know, I am. Now that you bring it up, yeah. Yeah. going to chew me out. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to reach out to them and see if they'll give you licensing rights to make that like the official song of the, of the website, of the conference. Every time you know people are registering, they can have that in the background. When you load up the, the website, the song comes on. We can make this work out, Glenn. Hey, I love it. Do you know Zach? I, well, I, I will now. <laughs> when his publicist says that they're going to put a cease and desist order from me trying to call their uh, their phone number all the time, we can make this happen. Yeah. If the Lord, oh, that would be great. If the Lord wants it, it'll, it'll work. That's right. I love that. So I, I, I got to back up one second. I kind of have a similar story where I was born and raised Catholic, but really didn't, wasn't really taught the faith growing up. And uh, I had my... My, uh, how do I want to say it? My, my non-Catholic Catholic search for truth that surprised me considerably when I discerned that it was actually the Catholic Church. <laughs> Is that, that a, a similar story to you? Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you may have heard this concept. Uh, my wife was telling me about it. Uh, it goes back, I think it's in the eastern part of the world. Mountain, no mountain, mountain. Have you heard of this? I have not. Well, mountain is, the first mountain is, you kind of grow up, and this is just the way things are. The no mountain is getting away from what you had, and then realizing you had an epiphany moment. Oh, my gosh. Everything that I ever needed, I had, 
in the beginning, particularly for me, was in the Catholic Church, and I didn't see it that way, so I had to rediscover it. Then, which brings me back to mountain again. So, yeah, I, I think I hear what you're saying, but I had that same discovery uh, <laughs> to the great surprise. The Catholic Church has it all. Yeah. Was there a particular doctrine that kind of like was the key that kind of like, oh man, maybe this actually is the real deal? Because I, I had an experience like that. Yeah. Uh, I was in a Bible study with a couple of fallen away Catholics, and we were talking uh, about John and John 3, uh, John chapter 3. Is it John 3, the born again one? Yeah, I think it's John 3. Hey, I'm a Catholic. I can't memorize scripture, so that's the way it is, right? Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about the born again passage, right? And and he was the gentleman was equating having an, a Pentecostal experience with being born again, and he was saying that if you haven't had this Pentecostal experience, you're going to hell. Well, of course, something was clearly wrong, but I didn't have any tools in my toolbox to refute him because I didn't know the scriptures. So I even asked him, and my mom might be listening, but I even asked him, so you're saying my mom, who I don't think has had the same experience I have had, she's going to hell. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So, uh, <laughs> there's a great priest, there's a great priest, Father Roger Gadiz, up in the, he's now retired up in the Aberdeen area. He's been a, a father figure, a mentor to me for all these years. I called him that night, and... And, and, and honestly, I hadn't left the Catholic Church. I was still going to Sunday Mass, but for all intents and purposes, I was gone. Yeah. I really was gone. I did not want anything to do with Catholicism, because Catholicism did not lead me to this experience of the Holy Spirit that I had, which I thought. <laughs> so I had a conversation with him, and he opened up the Scriptures to me. And, um, and another thing was happening at the same time. I was getting the flu, and I was deathly sick that same night after he opened the scriptures to me. And so I woke up in the morning sick as a dog. And and I kept saying, Lord, I feel like I can't come to you. Because I had really rejected Catholicism in light of some of the things my Protestant friends were saying to me. And I was trying to kind of come back now. And I kept saying, Lord, I feel like I can't talk to you. And he kept saying to me, go to my mother. And I said, no, 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 I don't do that. I, I'm not going to her. <laughs> An hour later, I said it again, Lord, I feel like I can't talk to you. And he said, go to my mother. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So this happened all day until about 3 or 4 in the afternoon. Finally, I uh, consented. And then he revealed to me, after I went to his mother, he revealed to me that the reason why I have found all the treasures in the Catholic Church, as well as the experience with the Holy Spirit, was due to Our Lady. She was behind the scenes the whole time. So it was her the whole time leading me by the hand, but it really was the, the doctrine of what does being born again mean, i.e. baptism. Yeah. Well, and for me, my my moment was my wife and I, I was raised Catholic. She wasn't raised, quote-unquote, anything. And cool. we were going to RCIA at a Catholic church, we were living in the D.C. area at the time. And long story short, they were telling us about the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception. You know, Mary is sinless and was sinless her whole life. Glenn, I was so angry. 
I was like, you've got to be kidding yeah. me. What kind of nonsense is this? You know, like, and, and it's exactly what you just said, right? Like, I may not know where it is, but I know I've heard somewhere before, you know, that everyone has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. And it, to me, it was just another example of Catholics just making stuff up, not following the Bible. And I was just getting more and more angry as I'm sitting here listening to it. Long story short, two months later, I can't take it anymore. I have to. Why would people be that stupid? Like, why would people be that dumb? And, you know, it tells you kind of the pride, <laughs> the pride part of it, right? You're smarter than everyone else as you're going through these journeys. Oh, yeah. But I looked into it, and when I found out, you know, obviously for me, I didn't have a, a come-to-Jesus moment. I didn't have a prayerful moment. For me, it was all very just by the book, intellectual. I want to know what's true. And I was convinced by the Catholic argument, and I was stunned. Like, whoa, this is actually true. And to me, that makes sense. The, the, the doctrine or, or dogma of the Immaculate Conception makes sense of all of God's promises. It makes sense of the entirety of the Catholic teaching on sex and marriage. And that was the, like, the, the master key, Glenn, like that weird skeleton-looking key that for some reason just opens up every door. That was it for me. Wow. Yeah, that's really great. That's a great story. Uh, what happened to me next, let me just kind of keep filling in first. Yeah, we got about 30 is, seconds before our break. Okay, I'll talk fast. I went to my local pastor, told him everything that had happened, and he looked at me and said, you need these Dr. Hahn tapes. So he gave me eight, 16 Dr. Hahn tapes, and I started to learn the faith, and I couldn't believe it. And I said the same thing, holy schmoly. The Catholic Church has got everything right. <laughs> was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. All right, well, if you're listening, you're listening to Glenn Glower here on Real Presence uh, Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. On the other side of the break, we'll catch back up with Glenn, talk a little more Revival Conference, and probably a little more of our self-journeys to the fullness of the truth. You're listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. 
Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play. To which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Alexa-enabled devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Nathan Sather. I'm your host today. Joining you from our beautiful Fargo studios right across the street from our beautiful cathedral. And as our listeners have went to a break, Glenn and I did not actually take a break. We just kept right on talking. So for us, the radio show still kept going on. I'm being joined in this segment uh, by Glenn Gower, who does some outstanding work with Mission Blueprint. And we're just kind of diverted a little bit to our own faith journeys. But Glenn, uh, we are glad that you're still here with us on Real Presence Live. Oh, it's really a treat to be here with you. Now, these conferences, we'll, we'll go back to Mission Blueprint a little bit. Um, I do need to take some time at the end. I have to ask you about some March 25th, 1990 dates, but I'm very curious about what these these conferences are that you put on and, and the work that you do and, and how people might be able to get involved either by volunteering or on, on the participant side as actually being able to attend one of these. So I have put on five men's conferences since Mission Blueprint started. You know, the funny thing about doing ministry is sometimes you just get it wrong. Have you ever gotten anything wrong? I mean, like, really wrong? <laughs> our first year in, our first year in Mission Blueprint, uh, we did a whole year trying to reach out to the priesthood and uh, apply some amazing parish principles, and, and the Holy Spirit told my wife and I and a couple of people at different times that He actually didn't ask us to do this. And so as we really dug in and prayed and discerned, we realized in order to... Um, really help the Church breathe better, we have to reach adults, particularly men. So we started men's conferences. We call them Mission ID. Conferences ID means intentional disciple. So we've had five men's conferences, and we're trying to give men the tools to be the, the spiritual leaders, or as I say, the priest of the home. And we've had a great time at these conferences. Um, I should say that we do have a website for those who are listening. If you want to check out more on the Mission ID Men's Conference, that's mission-blueprint.org. So uh, in our discerning, uh, the men's conferences we're taking up, and by the way, I've never put on a conference in my whole life. When I started Mission Blueprint, um, I'm doing all these things I've never done before. I'm a 51-year-old guy, and, <laughs> and I thought, i got to build a website? How do you do that? i got to do a conference? How do you... And, and I think the Lord just loves that. He just loves throwing things our way we've never done, and that's 
than the essence of mission blueprint. So in our discerning, um, we kept getting Ezekiel chapter 37. And what's strange about that, what's cool about that is um, 10 years ago, somebody gave us that scripture, and it just kept coming up, and it's the dry bone theme, which is a very morbid, interesting theme, isn't it, in the Old Testament? You know what I'm, the scene I'm talking about? Uh, where he touches the bones and the, and the person's brought back to life? Yeah, it's yeah. a very uh, interesting scene, especially when you're reading the um, what Bible. We have the Action Bible, so it makes it really <laughs> it makes it really come to life. Our kids love these Action Bibles. But anyway, the the point is in Ezekiel 37, the Lord says, "I will put my spirit within you," and that came back after ten years. Somebody gave us that scripture. I think it was 2009. And I would say it's a prophetic scripture. The Lord wanted us to hear it in 2009 and again in 2019. And so we just felt really called to provide a conference that gives an intro to the Holy Spirit that we named Revival. So I, I have some roots in the Holy Spirit. Um, in 1990, on March 25th, I had what someone, would, someone might call a Pentecostal experience. And the woman who led me there was Mary, of all people. And I was so surprised to read about her enunciation, where she herself had um, uh, her first major outpouring of the Holy Spirit, um, the enunciation. And you can do some reading. I know we don't have to buy into um, St. Catherine Emmerich, but I've read that portion in St. Catherine Emmerich's work, and it's beautiful. So we, and, and so they're also thinking about the Church, and you know what? If I could scream to a billion Catholics one thing, I hope you have a billion people listening. Wouldn't that be great? But I thought I we did. One thing, it, yeah, the, we they're, they're, they do record podcasts afterwards, so maybe by like year 2035, we'll have had a, a billion people listen to this particular segment. Well, there you go. Maybe. <laughs> but the huge, one of the huge holes in the Christian church is confirmation. The stat is staggering. Around 80% of those who get confirmed in the Roman Catholic Church end up leaving by the age of, for sure, by the age of 25. And I don't know why um, someone isn't screaming about this. Well, maybe that's my job. (laughs) But that's a staggering statistic. And I think you and I could probably agree, although I won't make you agree, but I think we could agree something is clearly wrong. Oh, absolutely. Well, I I think that number is low, but go ahead. Yeah, it could be low. It could be higher. I'm being conservative here. The revival intends to counter this, to give um, Catholics and all Christians and anyone of any religion can come. High school students can come, too. Uh, We prefer uh, adults, but we will take high school students as well. But we, we want to put them in a position to teach about the Holy Spirit and have a little bit experience with the Holy Spirit of God, something that they, um, uh, an experience that they can take with them as they leave, that they can continue to call upon the Spirit of God. You know, I heard it was, I heard it said that um, St. Maximilian Colby, I think I have this right, um, he would stop throughout the day, several times a day, and just say, come Holy Spirit. And so that's really what we're trying to do with this revival conference, get people to call upon the Spirit of God. I mean, we have been given everything in this restoration of what Adam and Eve did. God gave us baptism. 
And then he gets us more of his Holy Spirit or, or a stirring of his Holy Spirit at confirmation. Then he feeds us with his Eucharist at Mass. But I heard Dr. Hahn say, Protestants do more with 10 cents on the dollar than Catholics do with a whole dollar bill. Oh, I know it. We're, we're, we're put to shame in a multitude of ways. So we're trying to um, do something about that. Now, I've got a great priest that I'm working with. Have you heard of Father Jeff Norfolk? I have not. Just we'll call out to Father Jeff. He's a priest in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. He's a wonderful man, holy man. He's the last guy that would want me talking about him. <laughs> but he's a great guy. He's going to be the spiritual director, and he and I are going to tag team. We're going to give the keynote addresses, um, and there'll be testimonies. And you know what? It's actually going to be fun. <laughs> It'll be a fun light conference. So for those who are listening and you want to join us, it's going to be at the Newman Center in Brookings, South Dakota, on March 25th and 26th. Can you give those dates again, Glenn? Sure, March 25th and 26th of this year, Ooh. right around the corner. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. <clears throat> um, I worked in military ministry in a past life, and the Southern Baptists did a study on essentially the effectiveness of evangelization. And they used a really interesting way to research this that I want you to, to learn about. They basically said in any particular family, if a different family member is the first person to convert and give their life to Jesus, what are the chances that the rest of the family will all become Christian? So if a child is the first person in a family to convert, the chances that the rest of the family will become Christian is 3%. If the mother is the first person to become Christian in a family, it bounces up to about 17%. Any guesses, Glenn, on what the likelihood is of an entire family becoming Christian if the father is the first person to become a Christian? I suspect it's extremely high. Extremely. No? Yeah. 92%. Now, I'm not suggesting we shouldn't do children's ministry. I'm not suggesting we shouldn't do women's ministry. But what you said at the beginning of our talk this morning was there's something about catching men <laughs> and the impact that men have in a society, both for good or for evil. And we have got to spend way more time trying to reach men, especially those men who were the exact same men that you and I used to be, Glenn, the men that, well, we're kind of coming, but we don't really have any idea what we're doing here. That's where the most positive effect we can have in our world is engaging those men to give their life over to Jesus as intentional disciples. That's exactly right. Men are the key for the survival of the church. It's not the women. It's the men. Yes, exactly. That's what all my uh, research and prayer has led me to. If you get the man, you get almost everybody. Yep. And you know what? Steve Wood, I don't know if you know who Steve Wood is. I do. Yeah, I've talked to Steve before. He, did, he gave a talk in 1990, and I listened to his tape, and he suggested that we don't spend any money on youth ministry as a whole. I don't think he said, don't do youth ministry. But he said, put all your time and resources in the men. Yeah. And I was actually going into um, youth ministry, and I thought, this guy, he's got it wrong. No, no, he was right on the mark. Yeah, I, I, I did youth ministry, and I, I, I understand the intent exactly. Like, where are you putting your resources? It doesn't mean you can't have gatherings and youth trips and whatever else. It just means that's right. not where you're putting your resources. 
That's exactly right. All right, we got about two minutes left. I'm a, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. My daughter knows more about Lord of the Rings than I think half of Tolkien's family. Are you familiar with why the significance of March 25th is in the Lord of the Rings world? Let's see, March 25th. It's not Bilbo's birthday. <laughs> I know, that's, that's on my birthday. Bilbo and um, Frodo. March 20th. Now, my son is also a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and he's going to be completely embarrassed because I'm not going to get this. If he's uh, smiling right now, if he's listening, thinking, come on, Papa. Let's see, what is March 25th? Yeah, tell me. The ring is destroyed on March 25th. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so the idea of Christ's, you know, sacrifice on Good Friday is March 25th, and then that's the Annunciation where the Incarnation happens. So really March 25th, in, in my view, is kind of like the preeminent Christian slash Catholic holiday uh, outside of Easter, obviously. Uh, what, what was the significance of March 25th, 1990? We got about a minute. So um, probably about a year and a half before March 25th, 1990. That's when I began the search for the truth. I wanted to know the truth. I was on my way out of the Catholic Church. I was sick. I was sick of the stuff that I thought was heresy. It didn't make any sense. And um, it was. I just wanted to know the truth. And um, in January of 1990, I gave my life to Christ all out. I, I mean, really, I was fully participating with my confirmation. Effort. About ten seconds, Glenn. So on March 25th, 1990, that moment in time is when God's Holy Spirit came upon me and it changed my whole life. Awesome. Awesome. Mission.blueprint.org is the website at the Brookings Center, Newman Center, on March 25th and 26th for all men out there. Glenn, thank you for coming on Real Presence Live. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. And we'll be back on the other side of this break with the Bishop of the Diocese of Duluth, Bishop Felton. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 